Al Anderson Afternoons, the podcast. Hello and welcome to the podcast. We'll talk to Mark Coho, the executive director of Bike Winnipeg, about this new survey that says... Winnipeg is ninth in Canada when it comes to cycling infrastructure. Also, Jeff Braun, one of the couch potatoes with the Golden Globe nominations and a phone conversation with Clan the Boy Craig, all coming up on the podcast. Please rate the podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast. And now, the podcast. Hearing in the news, you heard on the start this morning, um, this uh, new cycling infrastructure. Um, well, I guess it's basically what they've done is this um, real estate uh, brokerage takes a look at uh, cycling infrastructure in Canada, and Winnipeg is ninth on the list. And here to talk about it with us, Mark Coho, the executive director of Bike Winnipeg. Uh, good to see you, Mark. Thanks for always coming in. Really appreciate that. Yeah, glad to be here. And you've said this for a while. Now we're sort of middle of the pack when it comes to biking. Totally. I think, uh, you know, we see in, in the lists, it kind of shows that we're or certainly not bottom of the pack, but uh, definitely a ways to go. And certainly Victoria, Vancouver, Ottawa are cities, and Montreal, certainly cities that I think uh, have been leading leading the pack, both yeah. in North America and certainly in Canada. What do they have that we don't have? Just more of it? Uh, they've got more of it, but they've got a stronger focus on making sure that they're they're accounting for that and putting a, a priority on, on increasing the bikeability of their cities. So making their cities more walkable, more bikeable, more transit friendly, and really pushing down the number of uh, people that feel forced to, to drive their vehicles. And we have seen a lot of uh, bike paths added in the city of Winnipeg. Maybe not so much going forward because as we know this five-year budgeting process is happening, uh, bike paths, cycling, an area like many others that'll be hit hard, it looks like. It, it certainly is. You know, I think uh, the numbers that we see reflected in the report really show that that investment is, is making a difference. It's something that people are looking for uh, in terms of the housing. But really, um, looking forward, we're worried that that's not going to continue uh, you know, uh, in 2020, we're seeing a 40% drop in the amount that was funded from what was forecast in 2018. But beyond that, we're actually seeing a two-thirds drop in the uh, amount of money going into new infrastructure. So that's a, a big concern. Uh, you know, if we want to move up in that ranking, we need to be investing. It's certainly what our pedestrian cycling and strategies call for. Um, but we need to actually see that and we need to commit to that. And I get it. I understand why we have to start, and transit's another area that's going to take a hit, it looks like. And we have to start thinking not so much about one or two people in a car, but 30 or 40 people in a bus or a lot of people on two wheels instead of four. I get it. But what do you say to the people that say, well, you know what, we might have to cut back. Because we do have terrible roads and we have to focus money in other areas. They don't put it as high on their list of priorities as, say, you do. Yeah, and I think, you know, um, I, at first I put it in perspective. We're talking about a few million dollars in a billion-dollar budget. So um, you're not going to cut the city of Winnipeg's bike budget and uh, save all our pools, save our transit uh, 
And, you know, I think we have to look, you know, what kind of a city do we want to live in? Do we want a city that we want to be proud of? Uh, or do we want one that's really just about getting people around uh, uh, in a, from one parking lot to the next parking lot? Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we have to look. Uh, we want a livable city that's going to have walkable options, bikeable options, transit options, and driving options. Yeah, and you make a good point about the numbers. The numbers aren't all that big in the big picture, are they? No, they're not. They're not. Uh, and, and that's one of the things that, that, you know, certainly putting in that infrastructure is very affordable. Uh, and it actually does get people moving. It motivates them to get out on their bikes. You're not going to see the wear and tear that you might see from from a, a vehicle if someone's riding a bike. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a car spends 95% of its time parked. Uh, so we're not only building the roads, but we're also building the parking infrastructure for them as well. And we get rid of that with the bikes. Hey, Victoria tops this list, followed by Vancouver and Montreal. And you mentioned those cities. How long, if we didn't see a cut in money that's going to be on bike paths and cycling in the city of Winnipeg, how long before we attain where they're at? Many, many years? It'd be many, many years, certainly. Um, Why are they so far ahead of the curve compared to us? Yeah, uh, Montreal started a lot, be, uh, a long time before us. They've been working at this for a long time. But both Montreal, Vancouver, Ottawa, Victoria, they also put a, a bigger emphasis on getting that infrastructure in. So there's more money going into it. Uh, there's more integration with their roadway projects. Uh, and there's more willingness to make harder decisions about you know, putting putting pedestrians, bikes, transit ahead of uh, Aiton. Are we moving? Are are we moving not too fast, but maybe not efficient when it comes to bike paths and sites? Should we do a better job planning? This is one of my pet peeves about Winnipeg, and I don't know if it's real or perceived. It seems sometimes like we don't plan as well as we should here. Yeah, you know, I think a legitimate concern that they have in the exchange is is how the 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 construction season progressed. Uh, you know, we went, certainly the, the, the emphasis really on that project and the, the go-to on that project uh, was there was a water main break, uh, or water main, um, they were, they're re- reviving and rehabilitating the water Issues, mains. yeah. Uh, and ideally, you want to piggyback the, the bike infrastructure on that, so you're doing one kind of uh, disruption. And I, I, unfortunately, that disruption did last a lot longer, right? They didn't sort of go from one, getting the water mains replaced to just putting in the, the cycling infrastructure. Uh, and, you know, I, I, would, I would say that there was a fair bit of public um, engagement, certainly uh, between the, the pedestrian and cycling strategies, but also on the McDermott-Bannatyne lanes. It was substantial uh, public engagement uh, that you know you wouldn't really see with a lot of other projects. And maybe I don't know this to be the case, but maybe they realized after the fact, oh man, this is really impacting our business, and then they got more interested. Do you think that's possible? Uh, no, I, there were definitely businesses uh, coming out, and I think the, the 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 companies in the city working on that public engagement made sure that they were engaging uh, businesses through that process. Um, you know, I mean, there's there's lots of issues. I think the parking issue that was also in yep. there with the parking. Yeah, it wasn't just bike paths. No. That was a walk-on, right, yeah. to, to increase that beyond what had been expected in the, the parking rates. Uh, you know, and there are things out of their hands, right? I mean, it's not up to the city of Winnipeg to tax Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, so there's multiple issues that they're dealing with. Um, and it, you know, uh, retail is never easy. Yeah. It's interesting, we talked a bit about this off-air when you got here. It's interesting, you know, that this real estate brokerage company 
people that are looking to buy a house care about things like bike paths, right? I mean, you know, some people yep. think it's no big deal, but obviously it's a big deal for a lot of people. It certainly is. And, you know, um, they're, they're, they're putting out these numbers because they realize that they're being asked this uh, through their service, that this is a selling point that they can provide for a home. And it's because people people do want this. And it makes sense. You know, if if you're able to get rid of one car out of a family, that's $10,000 a year that you can save. Um, so... Uh, savings that we can we can get by having our, our cities more walkable, more bikeable, more transit friendly are significant, uh, and that makes things both more affordable from our infrastructure end, but more affordable for us as the residents of that city uh, that provides us income that we can go out and spend on a restaurant, that we can go out and spend on some home furniture or some, you know, some little extras for ourselves. Yeah. Mark, thanks a lot. Appreciate your time as always. Always happy to be here. Mark Coho, Executive Director of Bike Winnipeg. Winnipeg, ninth in Canada when it comes to cycling infrastructure, according to this new study. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the Golden Globes. The Golden Globe nominees were announced this morning, and uh, Jeff Braun, one of the couch potatoes, was on with me earlier, and we were both talking about how many Netflix nominees there are? Yeah, they've got four or five out of these ten nominations, and they got a bunch more TV nominations, of course. So they're they're they've come to play in all the categories, apparently. And you know what? I kind of like it, and I'll tell you why. Well, it's easier to catch up. <laughs> well, yes, because often the complaint has been with a lot of these award shows, the Academy Awards, the Golden yeah. Globes, and the others. What movie is that? Never heard of it. At least now, these Netflix movies are being exposed to more people. Yeah, so even if you hadn't heard of it until this, today, yeah. you can go turn on your Netflix and go find it. Even for someone like me who, when it's all theater movies and I like to go see them all, just to be up on it, and you know what I mean? It's usually a pretty good indication that it's a decent movie. Right. Sometimes they would have these them come out, and there's ten nominees here, mm-hmm. and eight of the movies would start on like... The week of Christmas, yeah, open in theaters, and it's like, well, when am I supposed to find the time to go to the theaters eight times in the next three weeks, sort of thing? Right. Plus, it costs me a fortune. Yeah. It's like, spread these movies out, please. So, but, what's the deal with these Netflix movies like Marriage Story and The Irishman is also up for Best Picture? Yeah. What's the deal? They have to be in a theater for an amount of time too, or that's usually the, the different award ceremonies have their different criteria. I know, right. I know. I'm pretty sure for the Oscars, for example, is they have to play. In theaters in New York and Los Angeles before New Year's Eve kind of thing. Okay. So, and uh, this will not surprise you to learn that Netflix owns a few theaters, so I read it's that not a problem for them. Yeah, <laughs> they're doing it that way now. Um, just some others that I noticed here. We'll kind of glance through these and then make sure you cover the ones you want to cover. Uh, best comedy, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That might win that category in the Golden Globes, eh? I think that it will win that category, and I would actually already put money on that to win. That's my best picture pick this year. Really? Now, it was my favorite movie this year, so there's a little bit of that. I have not seen Marriage Story yet, though, so I might be sort of talking out of one end. But I I think it feels like Quentin Tarantino's due for the big show. And maybe for director, too? Yeah, I think so. Maybe, eh? And listen, uh, the actors in that were really good, too. Yep. Uh, Brad Pitt. He's going to be my 
I'm just pulling for all Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I can tell. I don't think, I think Leonardo DiCaprio might not win Best Actor because he recently won Best mm-hmm. Actor. And Best Actor's got a lot of other good stuff in it. I mean, in the Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker, everyone sort of thinks that that might win, yeah. win a bunch of the awards. But Brad Pitt and Best Supporting Actor, that might be a good one. Mm-hmm. Have you, that entire category is Yeah, rattle that off, would you? Okay, for Best Supporting Actor in a Movie, period. Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Yep. Al Pacino and Joe Pesci from The Irishman. Right. Brad Pitt, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And Anthony Hopkins as Pope Benedict in The Two Popes. Wow. So, Has there ever been that's bigger of... names in a category? And this isn't even lead actor. <laughs> this is supporting yeah. actor. Support, supporting actor historically is pretty, because that's where a lot of the juicy media yeah, roles come, right? right? Yeah, so, but this, yeah, this is insane. That's Five Hall of Famers right there. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, I got to tell you this one. Um, and the Golden Globes, of course, do TV and movies. Right. Uh, Golden Globe nominees, best drama TV series. Killing Eve, great show. Love it. The Morning Show. We have been watching that on Apple have. Plus. Okay. It is excellent, Jeff. I'm telling you. You like it. It was great right from the beginning, but the further in you get, oh my God, it hooks you. So, yes, I would highly recommend The Morning Show. It is excellent. And as I look at the other titles, some of them I don't watch, but I think that might have a chance of winning, although Killing Eve is very good. And Succession has become recently a sort of a, a big deal amongst critics on HBO. The Crown on Netflix, everybody seems to like who's seen it. I haven't got into it yet. Right. And Big Little Lies, uh, it won all the awards last time around. It was in a different category last time around. Mm-hmm. But that's the, that's a star-stacked thing. And it's also added Meryl Streep this year. So, yeah, it's a, that's a pretty heavy category. I really – I've watched Big Little Lies, but I don't watch really any of the others. Mm. That's so hard with TV, is even when you yeah. watch a lot of TV, right. there's just no way. you got to watch the morning show. It is very good. I will tell you that. Highly recommend it. And thank goodness, Ricky Gervais will host the Golden Globes for Ooh. his fifth time on January 5th. You don't <laughs> think he should be hosting? I am i don't find that guy funny anymore. Really? Yeah. Is I, he I overexposed or I, what? It's just it's the same shtick every time, and he's well, just that's, yeah. so he thinks so highly of himself, and you could tell that. Well, that's yeah. a little. Or off. is that his act? Or is that his shtick? I don't think so. I think that's just you think that's what cocky. he thinks. Yeah, eh? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Let me put it this yeah. way then. I I don't mind Ricky Gervais. It's not. I'm not as excited about Ricky Gervais as I am excited about someone hosting an award <laughs> show because I'm tired of the no host. Oh, you're like having a host. I've kind of. Yeah, like having someone there. That ship to, sailed. I'm excited for the movies that, like the last last year was not. Those are bad nominations last year when we're right. trying to pretend to get excited about. There are some good movies. Some here. of those movies, yeah. yeah. There's some really good movies here. Have so, you so watched? Uh, should be a good year. Have you watched uh, the Irishman yet? Oh yeah. Okay, I'm only half an hour into it. Oh yeah. Which means I still <laughs> have four weeks three of viewing. Hours, three yeah. hours to go. Yeah. It's good. It's really good. It is, eh? it's, Yeah, it's... So far, it's good. Here's my only complaint so it gets far. better as it goes. Here's my only complaint so far. These guys are getting up there in age, and I don't have... I'm not trying... I'm not nope. being ageist here at all, but there are parts where he's playing a mob... Like, for example, Bob De Niro. Yeah. He's playing a mobster. Right. You know the scene where he's got his, his daughter, yep. and he goes to beat up the store guy? A lot of people have the same complaint about this. And he's kicking the guy while he's down, and I'm thinking, where's his walker? <laughs> Where's his cane? Bob's getting up there, and it just wasn't believable for me. I I don't know why they wouldn't have CGI'd his yeah. face onto a different body. Do for that something, something for that. It just didn't. Yeah, work. there was the it, and that's well. You're like you said. You're half an hour into it, and the earliest part of that movie is where okay. that stuff is kind of the roughest, and yeah. they quickly age into a more 
a category where it makes a little bit more sense. Kind of All thing. right. I thought I think they should have actually just hired John Hamm or somebody to play young Robert De Niro for the first half hour. Right. Why not, yeah. Why not do that? Jeff Braun, one of the couch potatoes on today's Golden Globe nominations. Now, a couple things on The Irishman. Netflix is out with some interesting numbers. As we said, three and a half hours long, and I'm half hour into it. Apparently, I'm not alone. Only 18% of viewers who watched it on the first day actually finished it. 204 780 6868. Hello, CGOB. Oh, I'm well aware of who it is. How are you, Craig? Not bad, buddy. You, I've been listening to you. You don't know that, but I've been listening. <laughs> well, I do now. Uh, no, I, I, I've been listening. I've been in the shop working. I listen uh-huh. to you. My boss comes in, turns off the radio <laughs> because he doesn't know whatever, and then yeah. he talks to me, and then he leaves the shop, and right. I go, you know, at least you can do is turn back on Al. <laughs> right, <know>? yes. <laughs> How are things going up there in Clandavoy? They're going good. I was in the store at 10.30 this morning, man, and I was sitting there, and I was grabbing a couple of things, and this girl is sitting there. Now, hang was, on, uh, hang on, Craig. This would be the Clandavoy General Store. The cl- yeah, the home of uh, the chicken yes, and famous right. pizza that you love so much. Well, yes, and business has doubled since you started getting shameless plugs for the store <laughs> on CJOB. But yes, I just wanted to confirm that it was the Clandaboy General Store. All right, you go know, ahead. Uh, which which you got free food from? <laughs> oh, one of my time, one time I got a piece of chicken and a half a piece of pizza. <laughs> No, you did not, sir. You got a whole whack of chicken and a couple of pizzas. Whatever. Go on. Carry on. <laughs> Anyways, buddy. Um, I was in the store. This girl's there. She's part of the Ice Road Truckers. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Stephanie, the, the, the girl that drives. I don't know if you ever watch that show. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yep. And she's this girl is four foot nothing. And I said, is Stephanie as tall as you? And she goes, yeah. And I said, are you serious? This girl drives across ice and everything else, and she uh-huh. goes, she's one of my best friends, so wow. she showed me pictures. Huh. And I says, well, if you ever see Stephanie, tell her, Clan the boy Craig says hi, and she goes, you're Craig. <laughs> you're the celebrity. That's hilarious. And she goes, you're Craig. I listen to CJ. I listen to Al all the time. She goes, Hal made you famous. Uh... I said, no, no, I made Hal famous. <laughs> <laughs> this phone call has made my day, Craig. I wasn't having a very good day, but you have made I, my day. And she goes, I'm going to text CJLB right now. And I said, no, you wait till 1 o'clock when hell's on his text. And you, you say, I'm at, I'm at Clyde Boy Craig and, tell, and, and, and say he's the nicest guy you ever wanted to Oh, Craig, I miss you. I'm glad you're listening, though, pal. Well, I've been listening. You know what? Even though I haven't phoned you in a long time and yep. stuff, buddy, I've been listening to you <laughs> and the shop, and I listen to you every day if I'm Thank at you. home. You know that, right? I know. So. Thank you, pal. Anyways, I love you, man. Like, <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, I'll talk to you later, <laughs> buddy. But no. Okay, I got to go. All right, oh, I got to go. And by the way, what? this guy phoned. When I was listening to you, he said he was uh, something hairy, uh, you know, like North End Jack. And my boss heard it, and he goes, you made that name famous. I'm there. What name? And he goes, Well, you're Clandavoy Craig. 
Yeah. And there's Selkirk, Donna, and whatever. And he says, now everybody does it. He says, you know, you're the first one who did You that, actually right? did start a trend with that. Everybody likes yeah. to add their name to where they're from. Yeah, you did yeah, start that. Yeah. Yep. No, you and did. You know that's what? yours. My, Craig, that's my yours. Boss, my boss actually said, you, yeah. you made that famous. Yeah. All right. I got to go. Okay. Goodbye. Cool, buddy. Love you. Bye. I'll be listening. <laughs> You'll be listening, yeah. Glad to boy, Craig. Oh, boy. And my old friend, Austin Saragusa. Uh, who is listening? God love you, Austin. Thank you for listening. As soon as he heard Clan de Boy Craig's voice, he goes, Holy, can't say it. Clan de Boy Craig, a bunch of exclamation marks. I can't believe he's still alive. I said, Oh, he's alive, all right. And then uh, Austin says, My God, what a legend. What a throwback. Ha, ha, ha. You know, Clan de Boy, when I came back to OB and I was doing weekends, it was Selkirk, Donna, Clan de Boy, Craig. There were a bunch of them. North Kildon and Jim. And Clan de Boy, Craig, is right. He started that. Now everybody does it. They go, Jim, like uh, the other day, uh, Mike in Manitoba, and they're all doing it. So, yes, yes, Craig, you are a trendsetter. There you go. Al Anderson Afternoons, the podcast, is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.